Welcome to episode 124 of Both Down, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. All the way in Chicago, America, home of the Chaos Cup. It is indeed. Welcome, Scott. That is Scott Prime. Yeah, and Steve Kilowagi Campbell. Yes, sir. How's it going? You should insert like people clapping like in that area. That would be really cool. Yeah, would it? Well, I mean, like I know you're going eh because your life is so busy. <laughs> you don't want to mess with it. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I mean, since we're going to start there, let's go ahead and start there. Jeez. Yeah, you have an announcement to make? Uh, yeah, so we missed our episode last month. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna totally blame it on you. One hundred percent. My job got stupid crazy, including a uh, ransomware attack, which much messed up payrolls, which meant Steve went basically working sixty hours a week at least. Um, and we just couldn't schedule time out. You know, when I actually had time. Well, I mean, it didn't help when I when you were free. I had like band stuff going on, so yeah. like it's really it was really bad timing month. You have been super crazy busy. Um, yeah. So, and but what's what's the announcement? Well, um, probably hold off officially on that until next time. But oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, most likely there will be a job change coming up. So oh, have... okay, it's not official. It's just in the works. Well, I don't know if someone listens to the podcast from my work. Ah, not that I can imagine okay. anyone would. So Steve might get fired, and he's scared about <laughs> it. So like he's just been dipping his toes around. Well, to see if like he wants to become my handyman or butler. I think Steve, we're gonna go with butler. Yeah, because I don't want to be handy with you. Well, I mean, like, never mind. I still got to be butler. <laughs> um, but yeah, so essentially things happened things got out of control let's just say you heads. think your future might look brighter right? <laughs> yeah sacrificial heads had to roll so my having to look for a different position was p- put out there like hey you know i'm not saying you have to and i go so would it be a bad thing if i did and they're like no you gotta do what you have to do so out looking yeah. for other stuff Maybe with the same company, maybe not. We shall see. I got you. All right. Well, that if if let's say just theorize, mm-hmm. that would probably alleviate you some more time. Oh yeah, for sure. Right. All right. Less chaos. Less yeah. stress. Oh, thank God. Yes. Well, as everybody knows at this point, we have we missed Chaos Cup this year. Both of us for the first time in a long time, there was no both down presence at all, Ten unless years. you want to call like. You know, Michael Lewis, like our lone kind of representative of both down. I'm that's, sure he wore a both down shirt. So. That's fair. Yeah, he was there. God, um, I, I haven't even seen him in like two and a half years. Well, I know you, you got know, to see him. Yeah, I got to see him and hang out and do all that stuff. So, so obviously, with COVID and everything, tournaments not happening, us not traveling, me not having the money or time to travel or anything like that. So sitting at home, and first Facebook teases us with like, remember this 10 years ago when you were at Shoney's <laughs> having breakfast? I'm like, oh, the first Chaos Cup. Jeez. Yeah. I remember posting to Facebook, uh, you know, I went two, two, and two, blah, blah, blah. And then. Yeah. How do we know, like, back then that was going to be our best tournament? <laughs> <laughs> uh, not for you. Might Might be for me. I don't think so, but. Oh, not gosh. far off. Um, but yeah, and then 
having to sit at home working that day on that Saturday, mind you, and seeing all these posts and like it was literally heartbreaking. Like, I just, why am I not there? What have I done wrong in my life that I am not there? <laughs> well, you haven't done anything wrong. You've stepped up. And I know. You're, you're being a, a stepdaddy and you're being, I mean, the equivalent of, of, of like a responsible partner or husband, even though it might not be official, but yeah. you know, you're co is it habitating? Yeah. Cohabitating? Sure. Am I saying that right? Cohabitating. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I then mean, being a responsible, you know, workplace employee. Because I will say this, yeah. and you're you're probably gonna get mad at me for this, but mm-hmm. like, um, I don't know for sure because I don't watch you all the time. But talking to you, it sounds like once you left the old job <laughs> many years ago. You, I feel like you've really stepped up and like worked harder for these other jobs. So like, oh yeah, no doubt. I really, you know, for the longest time you worked for that other job. So I just didn't know if like, oh, this is just how Steve is, or like, you just really were burnt out of that other place, and they just ate you up and spit you out, and I kept was like eating you up like you were like a, a hot barf that the dog kept wanting to yeah, wake up. Yeah, one hundred percent. I'm know, saying I know you have been working hard. Yeah, with the the job you've had for what now many years too it, it feels started like december like, 2019 so I, I mean i know it just it feels like yeah. six months ago but it, in reality it's been a while so. mm-hmm. no and you're right like my last job was soul crushing and i did the same thing day in day out they did not give us raises we were a cog in the machine they had policies I mean, that, was that made the job no sense where you would you would go take a break on the abandoned floor and take naps right <laughs> i would lay down and then eventually i got in trouble for that <laughs> Which again made no sense, um, but yeah, I tried to get promoted multiple times. Like one time, I was the only person that gave the right answer. Period, no question. Nobody else gave the right answer because they kept asking, "If you were to do this type of document, what would you do?" Well, I don't work that type of document, so I would have to look at our procedures and then follow them. That's the right answer. And I even told them, if you want me to say something else, I can guess and give you my guess of what I should do, because I know them. But the right thing to do is look up the current procedure, because they change all the time, and do it. And I didn't get the promotion. And I went to my boss, and I complained. I'm like, I guarantee you, I'm the only person that gave the right answer. Why didn't I get the position? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, that's ridiculous. Well, what do you propose we do? I go, it's open book. Our job's open book. If you want to see how I do a piece of core, put that piece of core in front of me. Let me go find the answers, and I'll give it to you. So magically, the next time I went for a promotion, that's what they did with everybody. They put us in a room. They gave us different pieces of correspondence and had us go and figure out how to do them, show that we knew how. Well, at least they were listening to you, kind of. And I still didn't get the promotion. Well, speaking of not getting promotions, at my job, oh, yeah. I... I uh, tried for a promotion that I was unsure if I really wanted. It was one of those things where like, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, Long story short, uh, I went into the interview from the very beginning and said, at my job, you know, we have classes that go from 7 a.m. in the morning till 3.30 and then 3.30 to midnight. I flat out told them from the beginning of the interview that I just can't work nights. And it's not that I mind nights. It's just like 
I got to be a dad to my kids. Yeah, of course. My, my kids need a parent, at least one solid parent around. And uh, I said, so like, if you need nights, I can't help you out. Um, I don't know if this is true or not, but the guy called me and said, I didn't get the job. And, you know, I asked some questions and I, anyways, I, I got the uh, hints that it was mainly because I couldn't work nights. And, yeah, you know, he said, I appreciate you being honest with us at the beginning. And he said, the two positions we hired, they're going to be nights at least for the next year. Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, you know, he said, I really encourage you next time. If we have something that can work to your schedule to, you know, you know, no. go for it. And um, he's like, I, I understand, you know, it's just not the right timing. And in some ways I'm fine because, you know, my job is like you work, they want you to be on time. They want you to be accurate. <laughs> and then during your breaks, you know, you might have 30 minutes off. They don't care if you go to the moon or back as long as you're on time and do accurate, you know, accurate yeah. work. So in some ways I don't have to keep busy now by being like this boss who acts like I'm busy, but I'm not because mm-hmm. they're not busy. <laughs> they're not busy. <laughs> they're just not and um so i'm i'm fine with that i was glad to get some closure though because it was like a long long process yeah um so yeah so you might be moving up and i'm staying the same but um that's okay but you're happy so that's what matters oh yeah i'm I'm happy the the only bonus thing because my job is like based off like how many students we have so sometimes they claim like we're gonna you're only gonna get two shifts a week and like this whole year Every time they predicted that we're going to go down to like three shifts a week, it's been five. So every time, you know, their prediction is wrong because it's FAA. So like they change on a, on a dime and ah, we're, we need some extra people for this. Like when they're so, predicting, yeah, we'll have a class and happily bring you on in October and yeah. or November. And then I come back from my vacation and like, oh no, no, we're not doing that. Right. Well, if you want to wait until they, January. No. And and these classes, like, um, you know, if somebody gets COVID, then it really delays and messes things up because yeah, they of have course. to send the whole class back and everything. Anyways, enough real life talk. I guess, well, <laughs> let me get the rest of it out. I've been busy with band stuff. My daughter's in marching band. We've had band, <laughs> we've held a band concert, which was crazy, like really crazy, like mm-hmm. getting up at 5 a.m. in the morning to go like block off areas for these people who are in band and all this is foreign to me because i was a sports guy growing up and they basically like it's like a state fair and like a a school come in and they'll camp out in this certain area and you got to block it off for them and they set up for their thing because the kids are there performing multiple times during the day so this was something i learned (laughs) uh so i worked like a 10 or 5 a.m to 10 a.m shift i came home for just a little bit went back at two (laughs) o'clock I assembled hot dogs and served hot dogs and hamburgers. I was the hamburger hot dog guy <laughs> in the concession stands for four hours. And we sold over 250 hot dogs and probably 125 hamburgers or so. Jeez. And um, I had that thing jumping and we were rocking and rolling. And I know we really, you know, I heard that. So our, our band does this as a fundraiser and they were, their goal was like to get to 14 to 18 K thousand and uh when this was all said and done they said this was the best one ever we had 25 grand of of profit for the that goes towards the band Um, we went to one yesterday a different concert in a different town and not that there was theirs was bad but their concession stand 
nobody was in their lines, their concession stand. I mean, like if there was, there was one or two people, there wasn't a, a crowd of 10 people waiting in line. Um, so it was just a different feeling. And even the kids said like, Oh, there's not as much to do. So like, we heard that the feedback from other schools and stuff that like we put on a great event and the judges said the same thing. So after going to one yesterday, I would say, yeah, we do pretty dang good job here in, you know, more high school in Oklahoma. So anyways, I'm, you know, proud of my kid and stuff for doing that. She's having fun. So. And will she play? I know everyone's going to ask. Oh, she's, she plays the clarinet. Um, so it's been a pretty cool experience just something different that i've never experienced because like i said i've been the sports guy yeah my my whole life so this is a different side and kind of a different thing to see and it's it's nice kind of sitting back and secretly watching your child and realizing like i i told this to the moms um when we were working like there was a, a moment where i could watch my daughter interact and like kind of work and help and i said it's nice to watch them from afar and they're still good kids when they know you're not watching. And um, mm-hmm. that, that meant a lot to me. That's good. So Cause oftentimes I feel like I don't do enough and, and stuff like that, but, and you know, they're going to grow up and they're going to say, I messed them up anyways, somehow. Cause I do that about my father and mother, but I know I feel like at times that when I don't feel like I'm doing enough, sometimes life shows me that, yeah, you're doing you're doing the best you can. At least you're trying. So the ones who anyway. care never feel like they do enough. The ones who don't feel like they do too much. <laughs> maybe, maybe so. But um, <clears throat> anyways, that's our slice of life. Um, yep. in, in good news, like Steve, I just got these in yesterday while I was at the band concert. The the dice from Critical Hit Games from Chance that oh, awesome. does some other Blood Bowl podcasts. He, yeah, we've been having to buy dice from him because. For some reason, our store only can get like one little brick of dice or something. So we, so just so you know, Steve, I do have your uh, ogre dice, the new ones, and I have the dark elf dice. Nice. And they are different, not much different, but they are different. <laughs> so the dark elf dice is like purple with a little bit of white in it, and before they were purple with a little bit of blue mixed into them. Well, that makes so all they, the difference. So they are slightly different. Um, so since, still, since those were your favorites, do you like the new ones or the old ones better? I mean, I I don't care. They're <laughs> mainly purple, so that I don't care. <laughs> uh, but it's nice to have them. Okay, that's um, true. Because I felt kind of bad and weird because I got rid of my second set of the Dark Elf purple dice, even though I made a profit because, you know, when yeah. I bought them and stuff. Uh, so it's nice to just have some backup ones in case I lose some dice. They're still <laughs> mainly purple. Um, we still missed out on the undead dice. Both of us did, I think. We did. You traded or something? No. There was. Did you get the undead dice? No, I don't think so. I just reissue. I'm no, been letting you handle it. With they yeah. were online only. We missed them through chance, and uh, my store couldn't get to them. So like, we just didn't get them. We're not going to get them. We're not able to well, get them. Well, if anyone has the new undead extra, let yeah, us know. Let... I've got an extra Camry. Or so, Necro. Necro. Sorry, not Camry. I have an extra Necro as well. And um, I have an extra because my store actually got me in some Dark Elf dice, the new ones. Oh, cool. I'll, I'll have some of those too uh, to trade if somebody wants to trade for those reissue undead dice. So I know we normally do that in shout outs, but we're going to do it up front here. Also, 
the price must have went up on these. I guess I must have missed it or don't remember it or just let it go. Uh, Chance had these marked. He already had them labeled for the shelf, the new ones. The retail, at least his retail, which I don't know if this is the MSRP, $18. Yeah. The dice are now getting out. I mean, they're not. In some ways, I hope we don't <laughs> get those undead dice because then I'll have the excuse of not even collecting them anymore. Yeah. 18 Unless bucks I, for a package of dice is a little much. 1250 was good. 1250 was right on where they need to be. Yeah, the $18 is, you know, 15 was getting close and then this $18 stuff is I get it. I know everything in the world's going up, especially with the COVID and everybody catching up and I know like meat prices have gone up. I get it. Mm-hmm. But I I don't need all the dice really, especially since I missed one. And really we don't need any of these because we have all we need <laughs> for a long time. But it's not like we're ever going to use them. They're just going to sit on the shelf. Well, that that's true. But we're gamers and collectors, and we enjoy our our stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, I guess you haven't played any Blood Bowl, obviously, right? No, you just missed out on Blood Bowl. Hmm? So you just missed out on Blood Bowl because you didn't get to go to Chaos Cup, right? Yeah, of course. So did let me ask you this. Before we go to the next segment. Our only segment. <laughs> yeah, today, guys, we are going to just do one segment uh, because we're behind. And then we'll fill you in during the shout-outs what the next segment's going to be. And we already are planning on recording next weekend's so when life should be calmer. Um, did you miss more from Chaos Cup? Just hanging out with people or playing Blood Bowl? Hanging Meaning, out. Hanging out. Okay, Doesn't that, matter. that's kind of how I feel yeah. too. Like, if I could have just went and checked in and then hung out with the guys, I think that would have been way more meaningful to me than just going downstairs, playing my games, and going back upstairs. Yeah, I mean, I don't... It's rare for me to want to go to a tournament just to play Blood Bowl, period. It's the whole experience, whether it's driving somewhere with you, you and Jen, you, Michael, Michael and me, whoever... Or if it's just hanging out for the weekend with everybody or whatever. You know, it's not about just the game. Never has been. I agree. That's why I was kind of curious. So. Yeah. I, I feel the same way with you. So, well, well, with that said, we have a special guest on next, on the next segment. Uh, should we let the cat out of the bag? Uh, I guess so. Okay. We're uh, going to talk to Jeffro, everybody. Yeah, From we- Chaos Cup to kind of just. Not a surprise. I mean, he's been on before. Yeah, so. yeah I know. I know. I'm trying to make us <laughs> bigger than we are. So, if you don't have anything else to say, and I don't have anything else to say, we will be right back with some Jeffro and talk about some Chaos Cup. All right, we're here with Jeff. Gallenbeck, or how we know him everywhere else online as Jeffro. He was the tournament organizer for the largest Chaos Cup ever. Welcome to the show, Jeff. The largest North American tournament ever. Yeah, we're going to include Canada and Mexico in that. Yeah, Don't exclude Canada and Mexico. Steve, I was just like... Just let it be, man, because, you know, we're going to run Oklahoma Bowl again one time, (laughs) and it's going to over overtake you know this chaos cup we're gonna have a 111 you know sure okay R- right <laughs> how yeah. you doing jeff 
Doing well. Thank you for for having me back. Yeah, we had 110 people. That's amazing. That broke the broke the record by one. If there is one thing actually that I am super proud about is that our 110th coach David Coleman, who has already become a legend in my brain, hadn't played a game of blood bowl until the friday night beforehand (laughs) wow almost dropped out but i didn't have an odd man out and so i convinced him i was like how about you just be my odd man out because he was just going to come and watch anyway i was like if you're going to watch then worst case scenario you just sit and hang out with me and best case scenario then you know some coaches kind of you know walk you through some games but sounds, I think he even won a couple games. It wow. sounds like then we have a new award for best newcomer, the Coleman Award. Yeah, that's oh. exactly what that sounds oh, like. Oh man, he is gonna he's gonna wet himself. It's gonna be a to it's now. gotta be a dwarf <laughs> because you know Coleman. Right. So a little cold, uh, like yeah, a little dwarf miniature on a little. Yeah, uh-huh. that's, I like that, Steve. There we go. Now, I think he he may have played black orcs or orcs, one of the two. Yeah, you know whatever. So, Creative license. Well, then, yeah. But still, super proud of him. He played all six games. He finished on time. He finished all his games <laughs> on time. Even won a couple. That's is he a local? Is is he a local you talked to come out? Or is he was he somebody that traveled in with his other buddies? No, he traveled, and I forget where. It may have been. Um, I, I forget where. Okay. But no, that's he fair. came in and stayed the night uh, with uh, a couple friends, so... Well, that's cool. Well, congrats, Mr. Coleman. You're awesome. And honestly, congrats yes. to you pulling off in a mid-pandemic again, um, the largest tournament ever for us. You know, obviously England and Europe is just laughing at us, but whatever. It's big to us. And we both missed out on it. And if it, it freaking killed me that whole weekend, looking at those pictures being like, man, I can't stand yep. that. Jeff, I got a you're, odd question. You're missed. <laughs> I got an odd question, and I don't mean any disrespect by it because I know how some people say we had 22 coaches, and then you look at the first round matchups, and there was only nine games, which means only 18 people showed up. You actually had 55 games that first round, correct? Yes, 55 games. Because I know I registered, I know some other people registered that couldn't have gone to the game. And I know, like I said, some tournaments say, hey, we had 22 people at this event. And then you go check the stats and they had, you know, nine matchups, which is still not a knock at them. I get what they're saying. They're very proud that they had that many people paid. It covered the cost. I just want to reiterate, you had 55 matches the first round, which is just crazy. Every round. We had had 300 I, I logged in 330 games of Blood Bowl, and Nobody. I didn't make and I didn't make a, an, uh, a calculation error at all. <laughs> I didn't have to go back and change something that I misentered. I entered every one of them correctly. And that's and honestly you, impressive. Were you the only one entering stuff? Yes, that's good. Um, Katie was checking things um so she double checked and and then i double checked her as i entered things so nobody dropped the whole weekend so here's the other great things we had at one point 114 people two international one was jack petruca and then jordy grafals who was going to be coming from barcelona 
and then he contacted me. Well, Jack contacted me a couple of weeks beforehand and was like, we're not going to be able to go. The United States is not letting people in. And then Jordy Grafalls also emailed me the week of, and he's like, your president is not letting me in your country. <laughs> I was like, I'm so sorry, man. It's probably for the best. I really, really, really wanted you to come, but uh, he wasn't able to. So he's going to try and come next year. So those were two of the drops. Okay. We had one guy um, who I heard um, uh, have contracted COVID, and so he stayed away. Great. Good Yay. Stay away. Hope he's okay. And then we have one other person, I forget where, but we had gone down from 114 to, to 110. Yeah, but he wow. meant you didn't have any, anybody was... drop during the weekend. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Nobody got have... like hung over and said, screw it, nobody I'm not coming got... Everybody who was hung over showed up in the morning. We started on time. Like Saturday, and I was going to point this out, Saturday, mm-hmm. we only started five minutes late because I had everybody registered. I had all their rosters all ready to go. The guys from Jason Weaver was telling me the guys from Washington had a, had a poll or like a, a bet of how late we would start. They were betting against me because they're militant about starting on time. <laughs> and so they didn't even have an option of starting on time they were like oh somebody he'll start at 9 15 or he'll start at 9 30 or he'll start whatever and we started at 905 so great. max max christian who picked the lowest time he won <laughs> and uh i don't know how much money they they put on that so jeff but, we don't have a real structure here we just wanted to talk to you so before we get to saturday why don't you just talk us to, i don't know you pick the day you want to start and lead up and just tell us about the weekend because honestly we didn't see a ton of coverage because everybody was busy playing 55 games around. And uh, we don't know like what went on, what people want to go eat. And maybe it's because for years we've kind of ushered in the, like, as we're teased over in other countries, like we're the eating podcast. Cause everywhere we go, we take a picture of a cookie or something delicious we eat and consume. And then just walk. We always walk through every part of our day, you know? So right. You pick a time well, and just start, and we'll let you kind of talk. How was the we'll... breakfast, the free breakfast? Oh, Here, see, I'll get to free breakfast. So okay. earlier in the week, we had a lot of people come in early. So I think I met uh, Patrick Morrissey and Keller um, on Thursday night. Um, other people had come in earlier. I think Dave Esch had come in with his wife um, earlier in the week. We had some people that were coming and just traveling with other people. I forgot one guy's name he didn't even play he was just hanging out with other people that came and played in the tournament um so they were turning it into a a mini vacation and that was just fabulous so i saw some of them thursday night um brian two came in with jj they came in on thursday and then they went to a cubs game on friday there were people that were going to the cubs game uh, independently and then realized that they were both at the same game they may have uh hooked up uh at, at some point in time, but other people were doing things, going to museums, and it was just fabulous to see people going out and in, enjoying other parts of Chicago. So um, I did not join them with that. I did not organize any of that. That was all independent and just just fabulous to, to see and hear. Um, Friday night was Sevens. I played in sevens. My teammate was Rob Fossey, who I had never met, but he had the lowest NAF number. 
Uh, so I saw his NAF number and I was like, ah, you're an old, you're an old fart like me. <laughs> and so that was our team name, Old Farts Unite. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, so Sevens was a team event? Yes. Yes. You had to pick a partner and you couldn't have the same race. That was the only part of the rules that I read and I probably should have read more because <laughs> I was horrible. <laughs> so it was just you, like it was a duo like team. Yeah. And you played another team. So like. There could have been a power. No, I no. It wasn't even like your team plays another team. It was all. It was just like how you did independently, and then your uh, two teams combined. how they did combined uh, one oh, certain okay. thing. Okay. So, and I'm I'm not exactly how sure how it went because I didn't pay attention to the rules. <laughs> <laughs> I barely remembered it print out my roster i'm so horrible as a player i'm a great to i'm a horrible player (laughs) (laughs) we feel you bro we feel you (laughs) it's like this is this is why i'm so good at organizing tournaments is because i know my own tendencies i'm like i'm gonna squash that i'm gonna squash (laughs) that printing everybody's roster and do this so when dorks like gallenbeck show up we're gonna take care of it (laughs) how many people played sevens then since we're talking about sevens Eh, i don't know Oh. Upper twenties, thirty That's something cool. maybe. Okay. It was it was it was a, a good portion of the the larger room, but not completely filled. Nice. So, and I forgot who won. That's okay. Yeah, no worries. Wasn't wasn't me. It's sevens. Come on, who cares? I took dwarves, and then I and then realized like halfway through the first game that I played that we were using the squig ball that would jump away from you or jump away from anybody at the start of either person's turn, whoever's holding the ball might jump away. And I was like, Oh, I probably shouldn't have taken dwarves. <laughs> That's dumb. So whatever. As long as you had fun, know, that's sevens, all that matters. Sevens had great swag. He totally had great swag. Um, cool pink dice with squig faces on them and squig bottle caps and a, a little squig ball, 3D printed squig ball. So regardless of uh, how horrible you do, you get some neat toys and toys are fun. Who who ran the sevens event? James Luft. Okay. So James was there. That's cool. I figured yes. it was him, but I didn't know for sure. Yes. Great. So. So yeah, that was Friday, and then I stayed up till like two in the morning doing God knows what, uh, but hanging out with people and seeing people and uh, the adrenaline, like the amount of adrenaline that I had personally as I was organizing and running yeah. was rather in- incredible. <laughs> like I didn't realize that I could still get that much adrenaline. It's the organizer's um, to, high, as we call it. Me. Is it? Oh yeah. yeah. And it'll yeah. it'll last until you're done with it, and you see everyone out, and then that next morning you're like, I'm never gonna get out of bed bed again. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. Monday, Monday, I, I was a pile of shit. Yeah, I can describe this as like the organizer high Steve gets because like we all talk that night of like, yeah, let's go get breakfast with a few people as they're leaving town, and Steve's like, yeah, I'm in. And then the next morning we get up and I get a text from Steve saying, I'm out. I'll see you guys later. (laughs) (laughs) I'm too tired. It depends on the weekend. I mean, some weekends it's good and you're ready to go that next day. And you're like, wow, that wasn't too bad. 
and then it just kept catches up with you a couple of days later like you know we had johnny come one time and we took him to see a movie and i legit fell asleep during a movie and Which, it had a like a pretty hardcore sex scene of a girl that Steve likes, and he missed out on it. No, I woke up for that for sure. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no That's doubt. That's the part you woke up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I, I had that. Come wrong. on. <laughs> it, was th- it was a sequel of, to Three Hundred with Ava Green. I mean, come on. Oh, nice. Yeah. Speaking of Johnny Paletis, he uh, made an appearance. Uh, what? It was, a, it was a brief one. He came and brought by stuff for. Uh, uh, the auction. He was auctioning off a, b- a bunch of stuff and he brought stuff for Extreme. That's awesome. Uh, oh, that's great. So I got to see him for a bit. Uh, short-lived. He was not, he was not, he's like, hey, do you want to be my odd man out? He's like, absolutely not. I'm not <laughs> playing. <laughs> so, but it was, it was good to see him. So then, I, I yeah. miss Johnny. I miss those and, guys. Uh, and the auctions, the combined, well, I'll say the other thing that we're fairly proud of, uh, we did the combined auction for Meals on Wheels and uh, for Brian Mitchell, and it was, I think we raised just under $4,000. That's awesome. Between the between the two of them. There was stuff that was donated for Extreme. There was stuff that was donated for uh meals on wheels mike ran all the auction stuff he ran it so smooth like i didn't even pay attention to it at all and he had that stuff he's great at that um yeah he really is so yeah that was a a wonderful thing and then that next day during the morning you talked the hotel into giving you guys free breakfast (laughs) this is what steve's reading about I miss like free, it feel free breakfast. like I actually legit looking at the photos, missing out on people. You know, my tear, my eyes watered up. I was missing it so much, and then to just imagine like on top of that there was free breakfast, and I'm like, I, I just can't. <laughs> uh, so the free breakfast, yeah, this was something that the hotel I forgot that I had negotiated with them. Um, Actually, it wasn't even something that I had negotiated. It was the, something that the hotel lady had, had put in the notes of my, you know, criticisms. I said, you know, a lot of people really, really like the fact that there was a free continental breakfast. So if you can offer something, even if it's like at a, a, a lower rate, that would be great. Like as opposed to having to, you know, book your restaurant with people coming and sitting down for a 15 to $25 breakfast. Yeah. If you can have something that's offered in the $5 range, that's going to be perfect. And so our new lady came back because we've had like seven coordinators move through in the three years that I've worked there. Our new lady, Heidi came up and she said, somebody had written in the notes that, um, uh, Continental breakfast was preferred, and so that's what we're going to do. Everybody who stays at the hotel gets a ticket for a free continental breakfast each morning, Saturday and Sunday, and that will be set up in the same place as uh, the place where, uh, you know, it's between just after the registration room and before we had the game room start. So the hotel did a great job in that regard. The lunch, eh, there was hot dogs. There was no Italian beef. They said that that uh, is a little difficult to uh, keep for 
the the certain amount of time they were concerned about how much they might have to throw out and so i said you know you chef can decide uh what what is made and so they had uh chicken tacos which i guess the chicken tacos weren't all that great but i mean again it was like six dollars so six dollars and you didn't have to go someplace hot dogs with all the fixings other things that you could get um so People could leave, but if people didn't want to, we stayed on time. That was the big thing. That's, Nobody that's huge. was running late because they had to go someplace else to eat. And it's also hard um, because like someone like me, if I were to go, I'd have to fly in. And then if I wanted food, I have no options within walking distance besides... Right, because Steve doesn't yeah. have any friends and nobody would take him. Well, so, like, Steve would be out of luck. So having a hot dog... I said people like at the hotel would be like exactly what Steve would like. And he loves <laughs> hot dogs, right? Steve, you I like do. Wieners. I do like, we, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoy. I enjoy a few, um, or, or a nice but thick I did say really what you prefer. People but. like me and not specifically me, people who flew in for the event and had no vehicle because you can just catch the shuttle there. Honestly, I agree with you. In yeah. Everything you're about to say. So it is nice to have that option, even if it's probably not up to the greatest of snuff. Yeah, I should probably bring back and institute the um, travel captains thing. People who have cars. Yeah, to, uh, that was a great let thing. People know that's that's how I got started in in my volunteerizing for uh, Chaos Cup. I was like, hey, I'm local. I got a car, and so oh, we, we met a lot of friends my... that way. You know, and at some point we just had too many people with us, anyways. But you know, but yeah, it's yeah. always a great thing I have to bring that back. But yes, nobody dropped Sunday morning. We started on time. I even called out the fact that I wasn't going to freak out until five minutes beforehand. (laughs) And there was like, you know, five minutes beforehand, we're looking for one person. And then everybody was just ready to start. I need to start and go Sunday morning. That's Um, nice. Were the rounds, uh, did you do two hour rounds? Is that correct? Our 15 minute rounds. Um, and I didn't really, I didn't really have to enforce it. There was nobody that I, I had to go yell at to, uh, to say, you know, finish your game, turn your stuff in. They were uh, pretty good about turning stuff in, um, and, and finishing up. I, I will say that, I mean, the good and bad about like Chaos Cup being this big, you know, pretty much once you take that first loss, you don't have to be like, super nitpicky on the other stuff because it kind of doesn't i mean you're not gonna be in the top four or whatever to have a chance at the award so you can kind of relax a little bit the pressure's off so um, last year granted it was less people but last year william who won he lost his first game right went on a five five game winning streak so i don't i don't know i mean this year obviously there's more people i guess so. i'm saying it's very it's there's a lot of ties in Blood Bowl. So in a big event like this, having a tie, you still always feel like you have a chance. I bet you William thought he didn't have a chance until about round five when he was like, oh, holy hell, mathematically, I might have a small chance to get in. And, you know, then he took it. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, Jeff, was there a bunch of, I'm assuming, just like a normal Chaos Cup, the, some of the best part is the fellowship of hanging out with a bunch of people. I'm assuming that there was board games galore, 
on Friday night and Saturday night. Is that did that ring true like always? There were board games. Yes, there were board games uh, Saturday night. Shoot, I, I saw Michael Lewis, JJ, and Brian too playing a board game between rounds five and six on Sunday morning. So there were people squeezing in games all over the place. I don't um, know if it's still called this, but I know a few people called it SolCon because you know Solomon brought a bunch of his board games and you know his kind of crew who hang out a lot of times. You know. They let anybody play, but you know they kind of are in charge of it, or not really saying they kind of take a a lead in promoting the board games and stuff like that. So absolutely, um, people went off um, to to go eat in other places around town, some barbecue joints and pizza joints and whatnot. I actually found a half hour by myself to go outside the hotel, completely alone. Wow. And it was one wonderful. I sat there like a nerd and played my ukulele and <laughs> just and just calmed down and right. it was wonderful. And then people trickled back and I decided to not go chase down whoever was off uh going and doing some some of my boys from Minnesota were like, We're going to the barbecue joint, come meet us at the barbecue joint. I was like, Okay, I might. And then I was like, mm. <laughs> No, you you have to come back to the hotel. I'm just going to stay here. Yeah, I don't blame you. And that. one one of the one of the the greatest fellowship moments um, in the evening, uh, Will Mayo, winner from 2020, brought a thing of cigars, <laughs> and I was outside and I was smelling the cigars, and it smelled like uh, it smelled like a pipe. It smelled like flavored tobacco. And stuff, and he was like, "Yeah, they're flavored cigars," and I was like, "Oh, do you, how many do you have?" <laughs> He's like, "Oh, I have a cigar for you." I said, "Great, pick like just just choose one for me." He's like, giving me like a cigar connoisseur lesson. I'm like, okay, well, this one's like this, and this one's like this, this one's like this, and I was like, "Oh, I will take the coffee one," and it was just wonderful. I, um, I'm an I'm an ex-smoker. I used to smoke yeah. for a number of years, and I've been like quit cigarettes for like 20 years. But uh, you don't inhale cigars. You shouldn't inhale cigars. Right. Keller Reeves, you should <laughs> not inhale cigars. You know, Keller, then you can't finish them. <laughs> Keller Keller is like <laughs> the weird Canadian. You know how we have like the weird Americans. <laughs> no, don't don't listen to Keller. I mean, Keller's great, but he's just different yeah you don't inhale them i remember in college you know when you're at a party people would start smoking some cigarettes just to be cool and stuff and like i couldn't i've never ever been able to inhale the smoke and blow it out i just cough and i feel like i just ate like brimstone but i had a few buddies who did the cigar things for a little bit i can do about a half a cigar or at least i could back in the day i don't it's been 20 years since i've done one so but yeah it's kind of enjoyable I, I, i get it I mean, I get it. At the Pinball I Festival see. in Texas, one of the guys is a big cigar aficionado, so he started instituting the the sm- smoke out, like in the evening of it. Uh-huh. And it started off, you know, just him and a couple of buddies, and then it grew and grew. And now it's like the creme de la, it's the thing that a lot of people look forward to is just that evening chilling, relaxing with people, and just having a cigar, some brandy, or, you know, whatever drink they desire. And, just relaxing. 
Man, when yeah. I was little, I had a grandfather that smoked a pipe. <laughs> and so I don't know if like I enjoy the smell of that pipe smell or if it's just because it brings back nostalgia. But when I smell it, I always have good thoughts. And I'm like, man, if I, if I was a smoker, pipe would be my thing. But I I just don't do Adam, it. Adam Chandler brought a pipe. And he was uh, smoking it. He wasn't smoking it that evening when we were doing cigars. Um, but he uh, brought it out the next morning. And he had this whole little kit and he had a thing of pipe cleaners in there. And I was like, oh, yeah, pipe cleaners. That's what they're for. <laughs> they actually it's clean pipes. Pipes. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> it's um, not just for making weird stick figures. It's not for making elephants and giraffes and shit. Yeah. When I was a kid, I thought pipe cleaners were for tiny, tiny pipes, not a smoking pipe. Right. <laughs> right. Like, like you have to take a... a, a 30 of them to, to clean your sink or right like because i always right. wanted like where's the big ones i would like to make little figurines out of the giant ones and right. actually clean like the pipes under the house i would like to clean my toilet with a huge pipe cleaner please <laughs> exactly <laughs> man what a tangent i didn't think we'd go on playing some chaos go talking so, about uh, chaos go. back to the tournament um so one thing that we've noticed, and it seems like it kind of carried over to this, is there's a proliferation now of star players being taken to tournaments because they're just easy to get on oh, there and they're so good. It's total hero ball. Like, yeah. Morg and Griff and Hackflem are so good for their price that it's it's almost a crime not to take them and use them. Um and so, you know, something something's going to happen in that regards. So did um, you use the rule that if I showed up with Morg and you showed up on, with Morg, nobody gets Morg? Or did you let correct. it? Correct. You did? No, no. We, that's the one thing we changed from the, the 2020 rules as written is that they say that the, the league is, if, you know, league, if both players hire Morg, neither gets him. But in exhibition... If both players hire Morg, you both get him. And Mike was like, nope, Highlander rule. And so there were a number of Chaos Dwarf teams that like took Hackflem just so they did not have to face Hackflem. Wow. And so do you so that was that was the predominant uh race combination that was taken. Do you foresee a future where a tournament like that could not allow star players? Well, What's the NAFC that's already limiting star players for I don't something know. in some regards? I haven't seen I think that. they are. Okay. Um, and so obviously people are gonna try people are gonna try new stuff. And so, you know, they, they should. They absolutely should try it. Yeah. Like, do I do I want to ban star players entirely? No, because that's no fun. But are they you know, I had a crazy wacky idea of tiering star players, like Oh, this tier of star players, Griff, Morg, Hack, Flem, are tier one, everybody else, uh, or the majority of everybody else, like tier two, and then the, the really crappy bad ones are like tier three. Maybe you find a way to make them cost more. You don't want to outright say these guys are going to cost more. Yeah. But so, um, so, so my take on this, and I've heard this from several people, you know, like, this is a typical GW thing where they want you to go buy the $40 model. So they make it overpowered. Like 
this is a thing that they do in 40k this is a thing they do in sigmar and they make these special guys that are kind of broken and then they want you to go buy the model and you know people don't mind paying the money for the model to have the broken toy um do you feel like that's really what's happening here or like part of me is like from second edition like all the players that had skills were star players back then so like i'm torn in this i don't have experience because i've only been to one tournament with the new rules but i don't know if i love the fact that people are taking stars or that i hate the fact that they're broken because before in the past i would be like there's only three stars at our whole tournament and they were all goblin guys with special weapons so i don't know you know i don't What's your perspective? Because I know, like, you love the game, but you're also kind of a, you're kind of like us. You like the fluff behind a lot of this stuff. You like the role-playing aspect. What's your thoughts of it now that you've seen it live and in person? My thoughts are that it's, we're still in the, the infancy stage of figuring out what the heck's going on with this rule set. No. Um, we're, we don't know. We don't know until we play enough different ways. And I think there's, there's a, a, a predominant uh, mindset out there of people that think that we need to figure it all out right away so that all of the rest of the tournaments from here to into perpetuity are the same and equal and whatnot. And this game's never going to be the same and equal. And people are always going to tweak stuff because of their own individual biases or personalities or what they might think is fun or just to tweak it so that it's not boring or different because they might want to make something different. So we're in the infancy stages of it. We'll figure it out. Yeah. I, People are going to... I totally yeah. agree with you. Um, you know, seeing all these things that people will talk and say, like, oh, I can't believe this, I can't believe that. I'm like, isn't it... You know, they're always saying, like, we need, should tier teams like they do in this, you know, over in this group or that group. And I'm like, isn't it too early to start trying to fix things when we don't have a big enough playtest pool? Because... Everybody needs to not forget, like, this game was dead for a while, and we all played by the same rules for a long, long time to get a good play testing of, like, what works, what doesn't work, what's best for tournaments, what's not. I think it's just mm-hmm. way too early. And the good and bad is, it's like, GW is making new teams. They're making new rules. They're giving us new dice and new product. Maybe not at the pace we want or exactly how we want it, but the game is active and GW is not going to just let it be stagnant. They're going to add things to make the game grow or at least their sales grow because they are a business and they have to make money. So like this is going to be changing for a long time. To be and fair though, we haven't seen that happen in the last year and some. Well, there I hasn't mean, been anything new for a long time. Well, and that's because of all the no, COVID they're... stuff. But I think if it was normal, I think we would see more than just one new team. I would hope so. But Second also, season just just came out last year, though. Right. Just I'm just saying, like, last year, so a it's... whole big new thing came out recently. Did it? Was it last year? Yeah, yeah. It was just last year. I know Steve's been Steve's worked at home for this last year and a half. So like, Wait, Steve, I know this whole, it's been this whole last year Steve. seems like ten years. It totally sure. does. But second okay. season just came out last Christmas. Okay. And... Well, then, yeah, I guess I can't. God dang. Uh, <laughs> you're right. Okay. I guess can't so, complain too much. However, based upon how tournaments seem to be going, I'm. I'm joining the bandwagon of, you know, maybe we just don't have star players at tournaments anymore because 
that's not who would be on your team. But again, I yeah. don't know. We'll see how it goes. I, I, I'm torn because, like I said, I like seeing it, but what I I didn't know Hack Flume could play for Cast Wars. I did not know Hack Flume could, you know, like Griff could play for all. And it's just really the honest truth is, is why we do a Blood Bowl podcast. There's no Blood Bowl going on around here. Yeah, it's and sucks. Um, that's just the truth. And like well, with us not traveling, we're not getting as much experience as I mean. Whoever went to Chaos Cup, if that's your only tournament in the last year, you played more Blood Bowl games at a tournament than me and Steve. <laughs> Almost mm-hmm. combined, because me and Steve only played the one tournament with three rounds. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just you know how it is. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about, Jeff? Because I had a few just things to talk about. And oh no, pepper me with questions. Okay, um, so chaos cup in this iteration of like live people playing it not the blood bowl fluff side of it has been going on for 18 years um we've had now for the first time we've had a different team kind of there's been different teams but uh underworld one and i thought that was really cool and at the same time going what the hell meta is going on because i don't understand it because Underworld never stood a chance in the past, even with a great coach. Now, before anybody says anything, the person who won, let's get the cat out of the bag. It was Solomon nicely. Um, Great coach, no matter what, no matter what race he takes, great coach. He's playing Underworld. I heard now that you can get a couple of stars with Underworld. He had Morg. He had Hack Flim. He also had... um, some snotlings on his team, like his build here. I have it right here. It's Morg, Hack, Flim, five rats. So I'm assuming all the rats you can get. Three goblins, um, six snotlings, and this says a reroll plus one reroll. So maybe he had leadership or something. Um, maybe he said uh, all skills on the rats. He had four with block, one with wrestle. Then he had some tackle, kick, leader, strip ball. Same type of skills that we've saw in the past. People don't freak out just because this is Underworld like I did at first because the common thing I see at all these tournaments is not, oh, it's really weird that Underworld wins. It really should be, oh, the same good 20 coaches are still good no matter what they play. <laughs> and I don't think, I don't think I'm wrong too much in that, but you could. Who, do you, who do you play in the final round? Huh? What team oh. and coach did he play in the final round? So in the final game, Solomon Nicely was up against the the Buffalo Bridesmaid himself, Mike Kuhn. Oh. <laughs> who oh. has made it to top table. I think he said the last uh, three or four Chaos Cups Jeez. and lost. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, and Mike Kuhn was playing Necro with no star players. I mean, he, yeah, he always plays Necro. No, he played Chaos Dwarves two years ago. No, I, started saying, I think I played him when he had Chaos Dwarves. Okay, well, then I'm stupid. I don't remember. Yeah. Okay. But well, still, so he's a good coach. To, right, to, he... to Scott's point, he is a good coach. Yeah. Regardless sure. of what he plays. And it's not a surprise to see him up there, even with Necro and no stars. Mm-hmm. And he faced Morg. He faced Griff. He faced Hackflem. And he he beat them. And then, you know unfortunately lost against another really good coach who had both of those stars in the last game. And that's, you know, that's the way it goes, but. uh, I'm just saying, I know some people like, I still think like the coach matters. Like 
I don't think the race does help, but I think a good coach is a good coach with any team they are because you consistently, the top 20, you know, uh, I think his name's Jonathan Stevens. He goes by uh, Rodney Dangerfield. He's consistently in the top 20 at these big events. Yeah. Uh, Father Galas, you know, we already know about Brian too. <laughs> Uh, Vanderby, all these Saul, all these guys are always there. They're always in the big picture, and you know it's always it's you always have to run into one of those buzz saws at Chaos Cup and hopefully beat them. And for somebody like me, beating one of them is amazing. Let alone trying to go through two of them on the way to the top. So, yeah, I. And again, I think it's really cool that Underworld won. It was very different. It's out of eighteen Chaos Cups, this is the eleventh different team. This is the 19th Chaos Cup. Is this the 19th? Maybe I did my numbers wrong. Oh, I didn't count the this Correct. Year's. The first one. The first one was 2003 or whatever, blah, blah, blah. So, okay. I as, did, you, as you count, as you okay. count the numbers, you're right. Next, uh, next year is 20. All right. Ooh. So, the, this is the 11th different team in 19 different Chaos Cups, I guess. Then I did my numbers wrong, but. That's a pretty good spread because for years we knew what the top teams were, you know, for a long time. You know, your Wood Elves, your Dark Elves, not sorry, your Wood Elves, your Undead, your Chaos Dwarves were your big kind of power teams. And especially your Norse, your Swedish Norse. Norse, Norse, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I I mean, Chaos Dwarf took five of those 19 tournaments. So that tells you like how good of a team they were in that old rule set for sure. So. Yeah, well, I mean, in general, they're still uh, oh, they're just good a, in the a hands great of, team in the yeah. hands of a good coach. Right, they're they're really solid. They have pieces that do things, and the boy, the way to beat Chaos Dwarves is to get them out of position, and it's really hard to get a really good coach out of position. So play me when I have my Chaos Dwarves, I'll be out of position for you. I push them over right. on the chair, so if they fall backwards, <laughs> then they lose. That works too. It's about, it's about I mean, all I can do against some people. My, my point about the good coaches being in the top of this, I think you could look at who won this thing over the years. Bradford has three of them. Brian two has two of them. Uh, Jonas has a couple of them himself. I mean, there's repeat people at these big giant tournaments. So this is where the big boys come every year. So, you know, it's no surprise that Saul won it all because like he's consistently a good coach. The surprising thing was I didn't realize like underworld was a quote busted team with star players as many people have messaged me and told me. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, it's not a busted team, but that's the other thing is that there's so many people that are saying, you know, this is broken. This is broken. This is broken. This is broken. Like, you know what? There's a whole lot of stuff that's competitive. Exactly. And Rift, the, you know, Rift dwarves are competitive um like legit you give me any of those teams and i'm going to do horrible with them because (laughs) i haven't played with them i don't know how the meta i don't know the right way to do them but that's they're not broken broken would mean you can give them to anybody and they can win a match you know three out of four times or whatever and none of these are like that it still comes down to skill you know uh, whenever we talk about Blood Bowl to someone new, they you know ask what it is. I go, well, it's a risk management game. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, you have to manage your risks because if you screw something up, you're done for. And when people don't understand that simple concept, 
they do horribly in the game until they do. So you, the better players tend to really take that to mind, especially like overseas. You know, well, they don't take chances. And, you know, if there's a one in six chance they're going to fail, it's like, well, I don't know if I really want to do that. Whereas I'm like, well, I mean, got a five out of six chance it's going to work. Let's do it. <laughs> right. Or sometimes you do have to take that risk because yeah. it's it's the right thing to do. Right. And this Rich, thing- Hef- Rich Heffern played uh, Kenta Washington in the first round. Uh, I actually I matched them up because I thought that they'd be a good matchup against one <laughs> another. I forgot what they were taking, though. And then afterwards, um, I remember Kenta was taking pretty much that same underworld roster with Morg and Hackflem, and he had another nasty uh, rat ogre on the thing. And I was I looked at Ken's roster and I was like, oh, this is nasty. Rich is gonna Rich is gonna hate me <laughs> for pairing him up against that shit first round. And Rich comes back. They they finish their game in like an hour, fifteen minutes. And they come back and I was like, Holy cow, you guys are done. And Kenta's like, Yep, when you get wiped off the field, that's kind of what happens. And I was like, Holy I was like, What what? And Rich is like, Yep, I kinda diced him. Uh, wiped him off the field. It happens. I was like, oh, that was unexpected. Okay. And he's uh-huh. like, yeah. He, well, we both didn't have hack phlegm. And I decided to foul that big rat ogre on the second turn of the game, and I killed it. And then. Yep. Yeah. That, and then I that just ended crazy. up killing things. So. And so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't ever estimate, like, there's still dice in this game, and sometimes. Getting dice just happens sometimes. So, um, yep. you had 110 coaches. What was the team most represented, or do you know? Oh, it's Chaos Dwarves. Chaos Dwarves. Okay. Was yeah. every race represented? No, there was no Man. imperial nobility. That hurts. No that hurts my forearms. No Nurgle. There was no pro elves. There was no Nurgle. There was no Slan. I think that's. It. There was one dude. <laughs> one dude came and brought corn. I was like, "You're a masochist. Go for it. Awesome." <laughs> How do you finish? You I forget. He didn't finish last. Well, I mean that's good. I'm, I'm looking right now. I'm gonna see if I can find him. He played corn. Yeah. We're in the '90s here. I think he finished in the uh, demons of corns. He got he got seventy first. So that's not too bad. No. Yeah. So he, he is a masochist, though. Good. I've done worse with better. <laughs> yeah. Um, two two ogre teams. A surprising number of goblin teams. Like I, I think like goblins are bad, <laughs> but there were guys that were taking goblin teams without star players. And big surprise. I mean, they were on the bottom tables. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Sarlo took goblins with no stars, and he didn't finish on the on the bottom tables. He finished somewhere where it may have still been over a hundred, but uh, that always makes me sad. I mean, like I know you can't force people to play every race, but like this is the one event where I want one of every race representative. So, like in my brain, I can like accept that this is like in the fluff of the you know the the year is you know. 25 21 and every race yeah. showed up representing themselves and so just, here is the 
here's the fluff for Chaos Cup 2021 is that elves decided to boycott us because of the the nerf passing rules and the fact that they weren't able to leap into cages as easy. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) same with the frogs. We're we're protecting the quarterback a little bit too much in the NFL here. And uh, that was the thing for a while. Back when they made those changes and everyone was complaining, well, you're just protecting the quarterback. You can't even do anything to him now. Can't touch him. Can't breathe. He breathe on the quarterback too much. Mm -hmm. I wonder if that's going to be the new norm or if people are going to start, like, let's say, for example, uh, Saul and Vanderby start trying to do some elves. Are they going to make them viable or is this the new norm that we don't see as many agility teams for a while? I don't know. I was kind of hoping that Vanderbee was going to take vampires. Um, and I know. Me, me too. His, <laughs> I, th- I think he's going to at some point again within second season because there was only one vampire team. So after all the hubbubaloo of uh, Threadball and vampires going undefeated on that entire weekend, we only had one dude take vampires. And I was just like, missed yeah. opportunity. And he was uh, at 104th. So. I have it called up for some reason on him. <laughs> because you're doing a podcast and you wanted notes? Maybe. It's weird, huh? Being prepared is always odd. Um, anything else you want to... I know all of us are like crushed for time with kids, sports and activities and band and everything else. Is there anything one, else you want to follow up on? The one last thing that I want to mention to you guys because i forgot to make the announcement and i've told a few people it's not a you know hard and fast secret but next year is the 20th chaos cup Mm -hmm. so i've already been planning it i've actually been planning it since this summer about the theme and what it's going to be and the theme next year for the 20th will be slam We're bringing back Space Frogs. Space Frogs. Chaos Cup. What is what is Slam? You mean you mean Keyslev? No, Space Frogs, dude. Space Frogs. Don't you remember second edition with all the great Pete Nifton artwork and the guy standing on top of people with the holding the ball? That's what we're talking about, buddy. They're aliens. They're they're space frogs, not just frog people. So everybody remember that. Yeah. So no, that, of course. I, know, I uh, think that's cool. Tom Tom Anders was uh, instrumental in in developing that uh, as a you know homebrewed race, and the NAF still supports it. And we're not going to have any uh, IP issues with Games Workshop for twentieth, and that's what we're going to do. Makes sense. Nice. Well, I mean, barring. Major catastrophes. Um, I'm going to be there next time for sure. I know that's what I was. I was thinking the same thing. Right when we started talking about this, my heart really went to like fear of missing out, and I felt like I missed out this year. And I'm already like sitting here spinning my wheels, going, "Hmm, maybe I could just make a family trip next year." Because I know my kids want to go to like those big museums and all that stuff up there. So mm-hmm. 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 this this year was the most fun that I've had in a while. And Katie and Mike told me that afterwards. They're like, this is just the most this was the most fun. It was just lots of fun. There was no real big 
drama about stuff. It was just everybody wanted well, wanted to be there. It was a hoot. It was a well. Hoot. Well, Spoon wasn't there. That's one. <laughs> Two. Both down wasn't there. So I mean, like, there's a lot of your drama people right there. I mean, you get you remove those guys out of the equation. I mean, you're gonna have a smooth event, right? Yes, Queen. We're all yeah. about that drama. No, the the preparation that I did was what made it smooth, and that was because I've been I think about it year long process. And Speaking so, of, do uh, we want to address the fact that you were, you know, leading Saul to a victory? I was what? You, I mean, you were not in your initial photos of you planning, right? You took a photo of your packs that you had done, and you just happened to have Saul's pack there, and then he just happens to win. Oh, <laughs> I mean, and, and and you already said you set up a matchup by hand mm-hmm. between. <laughs> so we're calling it now shenanigans and Heffron. So like, no, who did I have Saul play? I had Saul play somebody really good in the first round. <laughs> um. Can I'll have I, to go back and check it out. But no, I Real just thought quick. it was funny when I was looking back at the old photos and you showed your prep folders and Saul's name was right there. And I'm like, hmm. Well, I knew that people knew of him. And, of course. And I knew that he wouldn't mind that I put his name out there. Well, of course, so, yeah, I know. And it was kind of somewhere in the middle because his last name is K. And so I just kind of picked like a middle sure. portion and sure. that popped out. It was Nostradamus-like yep. and deep state-ish, and that's exactly what I planned. Ha, 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 ha. Bum, bum, bum. He also got the most touchdowns. He also gave up the least touchdowns. Everybody wants to be Solomon nicely. <laughs> well, he is a doctor, and he has a lot of money, and he has like a dog that's like better than any human on My dog's planet. pretty cool. Is it cooler than Benny? I mean, like... I like- Benny's the type of dog that they make movies about. And like, if I don't want an animal, but if Saul said, would you like to keep Benny forever? I would say yes. And I would probably just like share a bedroom with him because he's so cool and laid back. Everything I I say on that dog. I have a dog and I love my dog. And my dog is, is my, is my, my dog. So I would never change. I would never trade my dog for another dog. Well, welcome back to both dogs, the dog podcast. (laughs) Remember the TV show Two Stupid Dogs? No. I um, love that cartoon. Was there a Two Stupid Dogs? Yeah. No, that's the one with um, the two waitresses. Are you being serious? Wow, dude. No. Two Broke Girls? No. There's a cartoon really? called Two Stupid Dogs. <laughs> oh, I thought you were like, never mind. I thought you wow. were coming again. That's like the boat dogs have, thing. We that's have not even cool, dude. And my son is playing at the Rocktoberfest downtown. He is playing a cover of Nirvana Sliver, and then he's playing Brain Stew by Green Damn. Day, and then he's playing Tourette's. And Jeff, I want to see that boy swear in front of my entire town. <laughs> so. Jeff, isn't it amazing to watch our kids grow up and listen to the old people music that we love? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> hey, Jeff, I know you got to go because we're out of time. We're like one minute away from the hard time that me and you both had on this segment. Well, I appreciate you coming on, talking to us, email us all the winners for the awards and we will cover that in the next segment. Without will you. do. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Guys. Hey, thanks for Have coming on. Fabulous day. And we you will too. see Take you care. next year for sure. Excellent. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. We'll be back with another segment of both out.
It's time for the final part of the episode. Even shortened, we get along. Shout outs! Well, you actually broke off there. <laughs> I did? You went, it, it did the shout and then it kind of died at the outs. Oh, man. I'm, awesome. I'm getting old, man. So, like. I don't I'm know if it was old. you. I think it was just the, the thing. The thing. Remember huh. the thing ring do your thing? Oh, I remember that. <laughs> ring, wasn't it ring ring do your thing? No, it was thing or ring. Was it thing ring do your thing? Mm-hmm. No, it's... Okay, anyways, off of <clears throat> crappy non-FF related FF cartoons. Um, yeah, he was like a skinny kid and the rocks flew at him and yeah. he became the thing. It was so bad. It was, it was bad. Um, so, first shout out, we did have a request from a company... Waia, W-A-I-A, Games, to mention their Rebirth and Vengeance High Elf Fantasy Football Team Kickstarter, which I had every intention of doing, and unfortunately, it looks like it's over now. But they might have some Uh late pledges. You know, they they make good stuff. We'd mentioned them before. It's a cool High Elf team. I mean, always need some of those. But go ahead and give it a, a shout or a look at, and... If you can still bid on it, feel free. Okay. Um, let's see. I got some shout-outs here. First, a shout-out to Jeffro for coming on to the podcast for us and talking with us. In addition, I would like to kind of shout-out the people. Well, I guess I don't want to. Jeff wanted to shout-out the people on the podcast who gave him you know, a helping hand to make Chaos Cup run because, I mean... Jeff does a lot, but he can't do it without his team of people. Uh, especially, I mean, I can't, I can't imagine. Like, you know how, like, we were happy we had a team when we had sixty plus people. He had one hundred and ten, so I just it still blows my brain. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I mean, it's just nuts. Uh, so, shout out to Mike Muller, uh, Katie, uh, music who helped out with uh, Jeffro, uh, Phil Bonerak. Uh, Chris Orza, who helped out, and then Ken Bergen. Uh, also, a shout out to AJ Murray, who's been doing, I think, the logo for a while now. Yeah, he's Chaos been doing Cup. that for a while. Josh uh, Weischak for doing the uh, raffle team for the painting for the raffle team. Um, then we had some, uh, you know, the vendor folk, as Jeffro has put in these notes uh, Tom Anders, Jason Weaver, and Jack Patricia, who have. Uh, I'll help out every year at Should Chaos be Petruka, Cup. Was, but that's fine. Is it what? Tri- Petruka. Trista? Petruka? Yeah, he misspelled. Ah, okay. All right. I'm sorry. I just thought it was like... Okay. Anyway, so that would be Impact, Miniatures, Star Player Cards. I guess. Yes. I'm assuming that's still going. Right. Um, And then... I want to say Dominion, but I know it's not Dominion. Maelstrom. <laughs> Maelstrom Designs. I don't know why I kept going to Dominion. Because you um, want to play a game at Dominion with your friends? No, nah, it's because I'm looking at an email from GW talking about Age of Sigmar Dominion. Oh, gosh, yeah. I I hate when I, I'm like the old guy now. When I look at something else and talk about one thing, the word just <laughs> comes into my head. And I'm like, oh, I hate that so much. So mm-hmm. anyways, shout out to these people who helped you know, Chaos Cup run helping Jeffro out and everything else. So thank you very much for doing that. Um, do you have some some winners of Chaos Cup? Yeah, I go down and I'm just going to say NAF names because that's all I got. 
And I will follow it up with real people names if I can remember. <laughs> okay. We got the winner, Flying Dingle. That is Sol- Solomon Nicely. Yep. Runner up, we have two. Well, know. hold on, hold on. Okay. Just in case you skipped for some reason, Saul was playing Underworld Denizens. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, second place was Delavis. Uh-huh, with Norse. That is Matt Vanderby. Yes, it is. Uh, Frozen Flame. Uh, Mike Coon. This, yeah, this is Mike Coon. Yeah, with his I'm necromantic sorry. horror. Uh huh. Necromantic horror. Most touchdowns. Zoot's... So he got third technically. Right? Yeah, third place. That's okay, right. third place. Okay. Uh, most touchdowns was Zoot Suit Jeff with his Underworld Denizens. He had thirteen touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Und- Underworld taking a lot of awards here. Dave uh, Arillo got most casualties with Chaos Chosen thirty-five, which I think is a uh, new Chaos Cup record. It is. Then Stunty, we got Cash Doctor or Cashter. Not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure who that person is. Flings with Griff and Rumbelow. Man, Griff plays on a lot of people. We got we to gotta play some Blood Bowl to, to try these stars out. After hearing all this noise about the stars being so overpowered, I really want to play stuff with the stars now <laughs> to figure out what's going on. Yeah. And like, I'm still, I'm like, torn both ways like i talked about with jeffro like i think it's cool that they're really awesome and at the same time i don't want them to be like overpowered but maybe they're supposed to be uh they had some best painted awards and i'm probably not gonna know any of these people's names um jolly orc won best painted team with his underworld denizens team how do you pronounce that next name steve kakopolis kakopolis yeah sure Kekopolis mm-hmm. with his halfling team had the best theme. We have Sturm, Sturm Jarl, which is our buddy Pat from Florida with the Underworld Denizens. This is Judge's Choice, Moonshine 82. God, I feel like it. Oh, that is, um, that's Mike from Colorado uh, with his Necromantic Horror team. That's the best single piece. And then we have Morpheus with his uh, halfling team, best that's impact the major. King of the Dreams. King of the dreams, right? He's the guy who says, do you want the red pill or the blue pill? Right? Possibly. Do you, do you want a Viagra or do you want some it's, aspirin? Well, the way it's a, spelled, a yeah, it might be that one. Yeah. You want some Tylenol or, or a, a, a Viagra? No, just Tylenol, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the Viagra. Just get rid of the pain. I'm just going to try to, to, to hop my way to happiness. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my problems away. We got uh, the wooden spoon was Pox779 with his goblins. Okay, that's good. The goblins are probably happy with that award, fluff-wise. They're like, yeah, we got it. The champion squig herder was Anir with the Tomb Kings. Okay. Uh, John Stevens won best defense. His name's uh, Rodney Dangerfield with Chaos Dwarfs. And look at this guy. Look at this guy coming in. Keggy McKill. Our buddy Keller Reeves from Canada with his Chaos Dwarf team got best sportsman. That is pretty nuts. Not that like Keller's a bad person. So like I don't know why that should surprise me. It's just always you... surprising anyone gets best sportsman. It's so hard to do. Yeah, I guess maybe that's it more than anything because it's either like somebody I don't know, so I don't know like what they did. And when it's somebody I do know, I, I always question like, how did that guy get it? What Unless it's do? Michael. Well, it's like Michael I mean, Lewis, my, five times out of nine times. Uh, Michael Lewis is a different breed of cat. Like, 
There's only one Michael Lewis. There only will ever be one Michael Lewis. Imagine if he got separated at birth and there's just another one out there like that. You think so? What if his name was like Lewis Michaels? And he owned the Michaels chain of yeah. stores? Yeah, like the, the arts and crafts stores. Yeah. Instead of his like NAF nickname is not Brownstone, it's Stone Brown. Because he's <laughs> not a racist like Michael. <laughs> uh, have to Michael's bring not to a that. racist. That's just a joke. That's just a joke. Everybody relax. We just had to work that in. Now I did talk to Michael just briefly. He said that like he had a good time at Chaos Cup. Yeah. But he really missed the big dog that <laughs> you know he rode in the car with for the Uber. And if you don't know what we're talking about, we're not going to say anything else. You're just going to have to go to past episodes when we had the adventures uh, with Matteo from Italy and the Uber driver and the big giant dog who really loved Michael Lewis. So it was a back. weird, weird year. It, it, that was <laughs> that still might be my funnest chaos cup ever <laughs> after after getting done with it. <laughs> There's so many good stories from it. And. I think that's what I'm missing most this year is like, I, I don't get to come back and everybody goes, how was your trip? And I go exhausting. Let me tell you all these crazy stories. So, oh, well, next year, next year, no matter what, not no matter what, I mean, I can't guarantee that, but I'm going to make big effort, huh? Oh yeah. I mean, job shouldn't be an issue. Hopefully money shouldn't be an issue. Hopefully. Time shouldn't be an issue, so okay. I want to get back. I need I need to. Fair enough. I'm gonna do my best to. We'll we'll just see what happens. So yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's gonna be some band event, but we'll we'll just see. Yeah, but what second happens. year in, you can miss one band event. Yeah, I mean, like if I am gonna miss one, probably next year's the one to miss yeah. because I'll need to be there for her junior and senior year. So. <laughs> But we'll see. All right, Steve. Anything else Blood Bowl related that you would like to talk about? Have you bought me like any new teams or anything like that? I have not. No. Okay. Well, next podcast, we will be back. We're going to record next week. So when you hear this, that means we probably have a, only have about three or four days before recording. <laughs> so if you have any shout outs or tournaments that's coming up, uh, send that stuff to us right away. Um, we're going to kind of cover what we know about the, I don't know the official name, but the new corn team, what are they called? The skull takers of corn or the skull lovers. I honestly <laughs> don't know what they're, I thought they were just called demons of corn. Are they called demons of corn? I thought they, maybe that's the team name, the skull takers or the skull slayers. Anyways, we're obviously going to do our homework on this. We're going to come back and talk next week about like the new demons of corn team. Hopefully maybe some more, you know, news will be released about them and give our thoughts, at least on the models, yeah. what our thoughts of this finally come into fruition. And then we'll also talk about our fluff that we have for our demons of corn teams that we played in the past. Um, Might be our shortest fluff segment based on a team. Yeah, but I kind of <laughs> have some, but like, since it's not been around forever, you know, like there's just not a lot of history there. So yeah, of course. Um, but other than that, we will we'll, we'll see you guys next week. And um, I feel like there's something else I wanted to talk about. Oh, there might. A tournament, yes. There might be a tournament. 
to so like we are oh, not we're officially actually, not doing Nuffleween, right? Right, right, right. Let me actually just add this to this since we're kind of dragging this out. Um, as some of you might not know, because I don't think we've had time to say this or not. Um, if you were ever a fan of these Lurpcast days of you know the Blood Bowl side of the podcast in its early iterations, um, ho- co-host uh, Brian Mitchell, um, he was diagnosed with what officially some type of uh, cancer. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I can't remember the exact. Me neither. I don't want to say it doesn't really matter. Cancer sucks. And um, he's having some surgery on it. He, I guess his family does, or he doesn't have insurance at the time. They're doing some lots of like fundraiser things and there's a GoFundMe page. So you could donate to this. Um, this one kind of <laughs> hurts in a lot of weird ways because like, you know, our buddy Brian Hill passed away from cancer um the names brian and brian <laughs> i mean just mm-hmm. like i i know it's not the same but you know I, i'd like to do what we can to fight to keep you know brian mitchell with us and stuff and he's done a lot for the community over the years with the uh, slurpee bowl and all that stuff and keeping the community going so hopefully i'll have i will have a firm date we are planning on or we're going to do a like charity event I'm not going to give any other details except telling you that it's going to either be at the end of November or at the beginning of December for one weekend. And other than that, yes, there will be some tournament blood bowl run by both down and stuff, both down and company, but I don't know any other details than that. But if you want to, maybe you remember Slurpcast and you think, Hey, I'd donate some 40 bucks to go fund me. You can either, you know, scroll down on my page on Facebook, there was a link there. I'll try to repost it as a reminder if you want to do that. Believe or we shared think, it on the Both Down Pop Facebook page yeah, as well. Yeah, we, we can do that. Or we have done that, I guess. And you can then, also um, just Google GoFundMe Brian Mitchell. Yeah. So that's what I was going to say. You can just Google that or do the search and, and get that in there. So there looks like there's like 99.9% chance that there's going to be some tournament Blood Bowl in Oklahoma late this year. So be on the lookout for that and hopefully i'll have more details on that next week so if you don't have anything to say steve and i don't have anything to see i guess we'll wrap this up okay we shall talk to you guys next week hopefully you can follow both down on twitter at both down you can follow scott at real scott prime and steve at kilowog 2814 if you'd like to email them, the email address is bothdownpodcasts at gmail.com. Or for more information, you can visit them at bothdown.com or at facebook.com forward slash bothdown. Take this job and shove it. I ain't working no Take this job and shove it!